Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Good Friday to you. Welcome to the newest edition of Around the Hearn, the month of June in full effect as we ramp up a couple of seasons and get closer to wrapping up one. We've got state championship track meet this weekend going on today and tomorrow as well as the softball state tournament, which was actually postponed by a couple of days. And the baseball state tournament is in the regionals, and they will have their state run next week in Akron. But a uh, big week of baseball on this show. Nick Twaits, the uh, former four recovery pitcher, will be on the show. He'll talk all about his minor league journey, kind of where it is taking him right now as he's pitching out in the California. Beautiful sunshine, as I'm told. And Tony Perez, the uh, first-year technical manager of the uh, Grand Lake Mariners to get their season started tonight as they take on their old friends from Lima and the Locos in what is always a, a terrific matchup. The first of, I think, five or six between those two teams as they will play uh, into uh, the uh, beginning of the season. And, man, oh, man, a heck of a run before they finish the regular season on July the 24th. Got to uh, spend some time with Tony. And the great thing about it is is that my sweet daughter Avery was sitting right next to me for about 20 minutes while we talked and was as uh, quiet as a church mouse and as perfect of an angel as she could be. It's not very often that I think that you're able to say that about a now four-month-old, but she was as great as you could possibly get. Baseball is supposed to happen yesterday. It uh, did not. Mother Nature said, ah, I, I'm going to go ahead and take care of this. I'm excited. Uh, K94, 2-5 and five today, and then uh, hopefully sometime during the day on a Saturday if Mother Nature cooperates Big, big doubleheader. Cedarville and Fort Loramie hooking up in game number one at 2 o'clock from Princeton High School in Cincinnati. And then uh, Rushi and Fisher Catholic in the uh, 5 o'clock game. And then uh, up in Hamler. Beautiful Gerald Parrott Field up there in Hamler and suburban Hamler, as I'm told, by Jason Geyser. That uh, Lipsick will take on Mohawk in the early game and Antwerp will uh, tangle with Lincoln View. Those games you can watch later on on WSN. I believe it's usually a day later that they uh, put those up. You can hear it live on uh, WZOQ Radio as the uh, first game, Abe the now former head coach in Allen East. That's the big news for uh, Abe and uh, just a tremendous run. School record for wins this year. Got to the districts in Elida. Just unfortunately couldn't get a couple of key hits and fell in the semis. But he's going to do a bang-up job. And then Dave will be there with him for game number two, and they'll have a just beast pitching matchup between Antwerp and Lincoln View. And uh, so you hear from some hear from some folks from Middle Point coming up here in the show and the Business of the Week segment in just about 25 or 30 minutes. But I'm excited. We've got uh, a lot of good things going on. Uh, Acme's getting started, and we're wrapping up the state baseball tournaments. Anthony Wayne taking on uh, Pataskala Watkins Memorial. They were actually getting ready to and had actually started playing Yesterday, that game resumes at 10 a.m. One kind of a weird thing is they had to shift around a couple of games when they got things started for the way the weekend is going to go, and some teams probably not all that happy about it, kind of the way that it's gone, I think, with 2021 being that continuation of last year. And then Saturday, one kind of local team, Fairview, takes on Wheelersburg at 10 a.m. Track and field this year. Different, Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium in Columbus not available because of COVID. So that means that everybody goes to a different place. D1 goes to Hilliard Darby, D2 goes to Pick North, and D3 goes to Westerville North. I hope to have 
kind of a recap of the winners uh, next week. I looked at the list, and I started to put this together for the kids because I know there are a ton of athletes in this area that are competing down there, and it was a massive list that I swear to you would have taken about half an hour to read, so I'm kind of trying to to figure through, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not the greatest at uh, navigating Baum's page to try to figure some things out, but best of luck to all the uh, local track athletes who are uh, getting going this weekend, a lot of the relays and individuals as well. Uh, I'm rooting for everybody. I I love to see all the communities come together and those kids just run and throw their hearts out. And I'm hoping for a lot of state champions to talk about next week, maybe a coach or two as well on this show. And I want to give a a big congratulations to two folks. Jared Hoying, he's been on this show, talked about his time when he was playing in Japan. The Fort Laramie standout signed with the Toronto Blue Jays on a minor league deal. He'll start in their rookie league, expected to break into double or triple A at some point, but it's an outfield just absolutely loaded with young talent at the triple A level and at the uh, major league level, eventually hoping to get to Buffalo, both for the Bison and for the Blue Jays. Kind of see how that goes throughout the course of the year. And then at Reagan Stout, the Spencerville soccer standouts just graduated last weekend and also is going to sign to play uh, soccer at Heidelberg. And I wish her the absolute best of luck in all she does. I love talking to her. She's a smart kid. She gets it. All Ohio baseball came out this week. A lot of representation, and as you would imagine, a lot of it in D4 in the area. But starting with D2, Jaden Jerger from Defiance is the first team. His teammate, Braden Shaw, is on the second team. But Shawnee standout, Logan Maxwell, headed to TCU. He is the D2 player of the year. Congratulations to all three of those young men on their season, and Logan on a uh, terrific career. D3, not a surprise. Zach McKibben on another All-Ohio list. He made the first team from Coldwater. His teammate, Reese Dellinger, made second team. Central Florida commit, Lex Bodiger, made the uh, second team. Hunter Kowser from Paulding on the honorable mention list. And in D4, I really don't think that there's any surprise about who the uh, Division Four Ohio Player of the Year is. Landon Price, the uh, terrific young man from Lincoln View. His uh, ERA is zero, by the way. He's not giving up an earned run and is just absolutely phenomenal. I think he's plus 110 strikeouts to walks right now. Luke Krause from Antwerp, who he could possibly see this weekend. He will see him, but possibly on the mound. He got first team. Colin Overholt, the catcher for Lincoln View, got first team. And also the uh, back end of that 1-1A for the Lancers in terms of their pitching staff. Ryan Ewellenhake had a terrific year for the St. Henry Redskins as they got into the district level and uh, fell in the uh, finals. He was a second team pick. Mitchell Hayes from uh, New Bremen, they actually gave him the utility award for the second team. Zach Berkey, I I can't say enough good things about this kid, got injured during football season right towards the end of that state championship run and was able to get back, worked his tail off. It's a great kid, an honorable mention pick in Division IV. Blake Elkins from Continental, what a year he had for the Pirates. Didn't win a ton of games, but showed out and got an honorable mention listing. Austin Lisi from Antwerp, another one. He had a great year, and he could possibly be that 1-1A for Antwerp if they need it this weekend. He got honorable mention, as did Trey Schrader from Lipsick. So if you look at the D4 list, a lot of those kids have one thing in common. They are playing this weekend in Hamler and are playing one another 
And uh, I, that's going to be some good baseball. Again, you can hear all three games on WZOQ Radio Friday at 2 and 5, and then Saturday, whatever time they end up making the finals. Everything kind of TBA with the weather going on right now. But when we come back, we talk to Tony Perez, the head coach of the Grand Lake Mariners, and we talk about collegiate summer league baseball here on Around the Hearn. Are you looking for something fun to do this summer? Take the short drive to Huggy Bear Campground on Ringwald Road in Middle Point and see what all your friends will be raving about. Whether you're looking for cabin rentals or just a fun place to set up a tent, Huggy Bear Campground is where the fun never ends. Check them out online at HuggyBearCampground.com and book your visit today. Good luck, Lancers. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. We're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. We've talked a lot of baseball on this show as the season is beginning to wind down on the high school and state championships next weekend. But getting started, now the uh, Collegiate Summer Leagues and the uh, Grand Lake Mariners with 2020 not happening and the uh, new head coach in Tony Perez. And as it was explained to me by General Manager John Dorner, not the one from the Reds, but still pretty good. <laughs> definitely definitely a, a shorter and a less money in the pocketbook. <laughs> I And it's funny because I would think that anybody who knows John Dorner just kind of goes, yeah, that makes sense that that would be the first thing he'd tell you. <laughs> right. No, um, I, I was actually an assistant uh, in 2019, and uh, after the season they asked me to take it over, and I was happy to do that. And then it just kind of didn't happen. Right, right. I mean, we of course we recruit throughout the year, and and uh, as we hit uh, March last year, you know the craziness uh, began, and season started to crumble, and and things just fell apart for everybody. Well, at least you can say that you're the only Mariners coach to not lose a game in his first year. Right? Yeah, I didn't think of that, about that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one way to do it. You know, anything to sort of uh, try to bump the pay window. Right, right. Hey, we were 500 that year. <laughs> right, right. Like, I, didn't lose, I don't remember losing anybody. We didn't even give up a run. Right. Good for the pitchers, bad perfect. for the hitters. Right. But it's zero, zero across the board. It's so cool because you get this beautiful facility at Montgomery Field to play and all the work that they've done there the last couple of years. I would think with all the, the big hitters, pardon the pun, but in your league of the names and the teams and everything that they've done, it makes it a little bit easier, though, to continue. You've got a great tradition, and, hey, you get to come stay by the lake during the summer, and you get to play here. Yes, definitely. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful ballpark. Um, just uh, being there the last few days, 
uh, everything just kept up so perfectly and, and uh, a lot of pride in the facilities and the people that work there. And I'm just uh, grateful that I'm a part of it. You talked about your recruiting in March of 19 and going into 20. How was it this year? I mean, obviously kids, uh, they want to get out and play baseball in the summer. Was it easier this season with everybody just wanting to play more and more than what they had? Um, definitely, we, we got a, a lot of kids that that, that re-signed, uh, basically, that were signed for 20 and, and stayed on board. So that made it easier. But again, um, things change, uh, plans change for these young kiddos. And um, some graduated, some went on to, uh, you know, other things that they have going in their life. So it, it's just a constant battle of just trying to, to get kids uh, signed and, and uh, committed for the season. Uh, because I mean, it, it, it is a commitment. We're playing every every night except for Monday, so uh, you definitely have to be all in and uh, committed one hundred percent. When you look at recruiting, is there kind of an edict or a thought on, I guess, a percentage of home kids? Because you want people from the area to come out, or did that just kind of is that a natural thing of we are blessed with enough talent from the area? I think that this area is just blessed. And um, uh, kids, kids want to. They, they understand the league. They want to be a part of it. So it's easy uh, to get those kids on board. And and also, you want to make sure you know you want to bring kids from around the country, and, and that way they have memories, friendships that, that can last a lifetime, and, and uh, have buddies across the country that that you know they they can stay in touch with uh, from from now on. Have you had kids maybe in the past as an assistant, or now just kind of as you're putting this team together, either. I uh, just come to you and be like, where the heck is Salina or well, what else is there to do? Uh, yes. The, the first question is, yes, I'm on board. I want to play baseball. And then the second is, so where are we living? <laughs> where are we at? And, and uh, I tell them it's, it's a great community, small town, uh, right on the lake. And, and that usually uh, gets them pumped up because, uh, you know, everybody loves the water, the lake. And, and uh, that's an easy sell. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, a lot of the kids that, that drove up uh, have never been out in the, in the real country. You know, we got a lot of city kids. And so that's a, a, a nice surprise. You know, it's, it's so laid back, peaceful, and it's just a, a different different look for a lot of these guys. How did that change this year? Speaking of the housing situation, I mean, did you have to make adjustments with everything coming out of COVID and, and kind of figuring out how that would work? Um, actually, we're just following a protocol from the league, and, and we're taking their advice. We have a great uh, housing director, Barb Delzice, that, that takes care of the housing. And uh, in fact, the community was so supportive that we had uh, extra housing this year. So we're still hoping to sign a few more kids so uh, those uh, host families can get uh, a player for, for themselves for the summer. I guarantee you didn't think that was going to happen going into this year. No, no. Um, yeah, you would think uh, – um, not just the craziness uh, of the COVID and and uh, how things have been, but this community has, has embraced us, has opened up, and, and they're just so supportive, and we're just proud to be a part of it. These kids that are coming in, I know the local ones, you got some Coldwater kids and a, a Wapak young man this year. They obviously realize kind of the, the bigger scope of the Mariners, being that it's 30 years now of this team, although you want to look at it, it's 29 years of playing, you know however you want to make right. two years' worth of money. But of kind of realizing, I mean, this is an old team of being able to 
put a lot of guys in a lot of places and showcase with what that league is. I mean, does that do, do you see that kind of set in on them at times, or is it just, eh, you know what, let's play baseball and see what happens? No, because well, we actually tell them that, you know, this this program has been around for a long time, and, and there's a lot of pride, and they see that, because when we have the, the meet and greets, we had one on, on Monday, and then we're going to have one tonight, uh, this Thursday, and uh, they see how, how people are uh, excited, they're proud, and, and that rubs off on the kiddos, so now they're not just playing for themselves, they're playing for the community, for Salina, and um, and that's the way it should be. It, it's It's about... Uh, the program, the whole program itself. It's also nice. I love your guys' website, GrandLakeMariners.com. You can look at pretty much anything you can think of on that point. And, I mean, there's some terrific names. Jared Hoing just uh, tore it up in Korea a handful of years. Now he's just got signed to the Blue Jays uh, minor league organization, Corey Lukey, obviously, and uh, the list goes on and on. But, I mean, to, to just be able to look at that and say – this kind of helps us sell ourselves. I mean, we don't have to say as much, I would think. Right, right. And, and the kids get that because um, uh, they, they do their research and, and they know that if uh, they want an opportunity to play pro ball, there's no better place than, than the Great Lakes League and, and Salina, of course. Terrific talent that you guys have put together this year of Grant Meyer and Gage Schneck. Uh, also, Ian Yunker, I know, has been around Obviously, and uh, I love a lot of these kids. Jake Wenning is one of my favorite ball players because he just goes out and just gets it done. And I mean, to to be able to bring that amount of local talent home, and hopefully bring out grandma and grandpa to watch a couple of games. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's why it's um, it's important that anytime you put a team together, you you want kids from the area because you want the just the following. I mean, of course the. Uh, the host families and people um, that are on board already, but also people that may not come to the game, but now have a reason to because of a person that's from their town. Of course, I would be remiss if I talk about your league and we don't talk about normally the giant elephant in the Lima Locos. You start out your season with them, hopefully Friday night. Mother Nature kind of is a jerk at Simmons Field. <laughs> I, I mean – that's obviously an experience within itself. You walk into that place and you just kind of go, okay, we know we're going to have to strap it on for this one. Yes. Yes. And, and the kids get that because the returners, uh, they're, they're very, very excited because they've been there, done that. And they know the crowd, they know the atmosphere. And um, just the last couple of days, I can hear them uh, discussing with the, with the new kiddos about, well, it's going to be fun to open up there because they, they're, first of all, they're good. Uh, they're defending league champs, and also the crowd um, is going to be into it. So it's going to be a great, great um, start for the season to have uh, that much excitement opening night. And the good news is, I mean, the first weekend, the first three games, you don't go that far to Lima, although I'm sure, you know, those trips can seem long if it didn't go well on the way back. But And then you get to play two at Montgomery Field. I mean, that's that's a nice way to open the season. Yes, yes. Um, with the excitement Friday night, but then to come home Saturday and play in front of our home crowd and all the buzz that's going on, it's it's yeah, it's just definitely a good feeling to know that that it's going to happen, and um, we're just a, a day away, hopefully, uh, weather permitting. But yeah, there's a lot of excitement in there. Is there a game on your schedule outside of the Locos, obviously, that you kind of look at immediately when it comes out and go, okay? 
that's going to be a big test. I'm curious to see whether home or away, how we do in that game. Um, actually, for me, uh, I've been so caught up on just Friday. Uh, but I think one of the, the a game that pops up is when we go on the road to Muskegon, and that's just because of the travel. How will the kids bounce back? Because um, we're not we're not able to stay there because of the, of the league rules with them staying at hotels and such. So we have to go and, and then come back. So uh, my concern is hopefully these boys get rested and and, uh, and bouncing back that ne- next day after a four hour trip. I think you're right. Or, Nobody likes going to Muskegon, yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's that place has a lot of history as well. But yeah, definitely the 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 distance is the only thing that concerns me, uh, and the bounce back the next day. You know, I didn't realize. Obviously, I know uh, the Mariners and the Locos and such, but that the league has such a colorful group of nicknames. I mean, where else are you going to get the Ice Haulers and the Leprechauns in the same league? Right. Yeah, there's definitely a mixture of, of, of names and mascots, for sure. I feel like that there's probably nowhere else that's going to happen. But, I mean, somebody at least was thinking outside the box and not just, oh, everybody's the Wildcats. Right, right. Yeah. Now, there's some there's some great names. The Hamilton Joes, I know they have a lot of history. So, it's it's just each town is a learning um, a learning uh, process, just getting to know the, the background and the, the history of it all. Outside of just being able to play a game, what are you most looking forward to in your, I guess you would say, year removed first year of coaching? Oh, just the, just the, the friendship of, of the kids. You know, that you see how excited they are just to, to get things going and the, the relationships, um, uh, the bonding that takes place. Uh, you, you become a team. We've only practiced a few days, but you can see the bonding. You can see the, the kids. Uh, communicating, and, and that's great to see. And I would think, at least early on, uh, baseball is such a different thing, you know, kind of that blending pot of wh- who cares? We're all on the same team uh, of the local kids kind of gravitate. They all know each other, and then I would imagine just kind of pick everybody else up. Right, right, and then and they get together. You know, they uh, they tell the kids um, places to eat, places to hang out, the places, you know, I, I know that they were, they were playing – of video games, cards, and they, they they just come together. And, you know, at first, the first day might be awkward, but then once baseball happens, they understand that, hey, it's 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 baseball. It's all the same. It doesn't matter where you're from. We're, we're all in it for the same thing. And, uh, and the friendships take place. Did they invite you to play video games with them? No, I was too busy getting, oh. getting things ready for, for the, for the uh, just the day-to-day stuff, you know, getting ready for Friday, Saturday. Well, if you guys hit up the Chinese buffet that's right down the street, make sure that I hear about this because I'm always looking for an excuse to hit that place. <laughs> I'll have to try it. Um, do you know uh, folks want to come out watch the game tickets? How much tickets are? Um, I do not know exactly what the price is. Uh, that's something that, um, honestly, I, I hadn't really thought about. I was just thinking about game management not so much about the tickets but I, I know they can contact John Dorner and um, he has all the details he's our general manager and he can give you all the details about tickets and, and things like that I imagine he walks around like the scalper the guy with the trench coat and the bucket hat and it's just tickets who needs tickets <laughs> right. I think yeah he, he wears 
many hats. He's got to do so many things for us, and we just appreciate everything that he does. Well, he's got that year off from coaching high school after he retired. I mean, he's got to do something to fill the extra time, right? Right, right. Oh, and he's actually going to help coach. Uh, he's going to be an assistant as well as general manager just because uh, we had a, a coach that, that had some things happen there um, and was uh, a late drop-off. But, yeah, he's, he's going to help whenever he can. I make fun of him, but I love John Dorder. He was always helpful to me at St. At St. Henry, and I just I, I adore the man the way that he goes about kind of that old school mentality of things. But I always joke and I wonder anytime that a very successful head coach goes to being an assistant, how he kind of handles that mentally of, well, you know, I'd have done this. Oh, no, we're kind of from the, because we had a conversation yesterday, and we're kind of on the same level of old school baseball because we're. Uh, talking about you know the analytics, the technology, and everything, and we're kind of on the same page. So I, it's going to be fun. And plus, he's got so much to do with the general manage part of it uh, that that you know he'll be back and forth. But he definitely has his hands full. He's going to be in the uh, making hot dogs up in the cart, and he's just going to be. <laughs> I probably would have bunted there. Right. He's going to write that. He'll give me down. a sign. He'll give me a sign from the press box, maybe. <laughs> right, you're right. If they put an extra phone in the dugout, you'll know who it goes to. <laughs> I, I'm excited but, about what you guys could do. Obviously, there's a lot of talk. Everybody talks about the Locos every year. But between you and them, I mean, that's – I don't think people understand, one, how good the baseball is in this league, and two, how good that rivalry is and how much – they need to see it. I, there's no way to explain it unless you've actually seen one of those games, I think. Right, right. And it's it's definitely, and that's what motivates these kids to come back, too. The kids that, that um, the returners, uh, yeah, I mean, just the atmosphere, just the competition. And if you can make it through the season here, then you're probably a pretty good ball player. That's the best thing I could say to sum that up. I thank you so much for doing this. I look forward to getting out to a couple of games, bringing the family, and there's not, again, there's not an atmosphere like that. You need baseball in your life. You don't want to drive three hours to Cincinnati or Cleveland or Detroit. I, I guess if you put that on yourself, uh, that's your own fault. But go out and watch uh, a Mariners game. Right, right. It's, it's pretty much, um, you know, we're, we're taking these kids. Um, they're swinging wooden bats. They're facing uh, pitching that's incredible and it, it's pretty close to pro ball it's as close as you can get thank you again thank you that's Tony Perez head coach of the Grand Lake Mariners get out and watch some summer league baseball it's time for Skillet to rock the drive-in theater tour with special guests Jordan Feliz and Colton Dixon live and in person for a night of energy and excitement unlike any other June 24th in Middlepoint at Vandell Drive-In. Bring up to six people per car with your blankets and lawn chairs to enjoy a night of live music and fun. The Drive-In Theater Tour with Skillet, Jordan Feliz, and Colton Dixon. Tickets available now at driveintheatertour.com. Another awakening event from the Awakening Foundation. Van Wert Carts on North Washington Street in Van Wert and West Monroe Street in Decatur, Indiana is your home for new or pre-owned golf carts. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, or if you're just looking to have your cart serviced, Van Wert Carts is your place to go. Be sure to stop by Northwest Ohio's one-stop shop for golf cart and recreational vehicles in Van Wert or in Decatur, as well as their website located at vanwertcarts.com. Van Wert Carts wishes the Lancers the best of luck on the tournament trail. 
From time to time on this show, we're able to catch up with uh, young folks doing uh, great things, and one of those in the uh, San Diego Padres organization in a Fort Recovery pitcher, Nick Twaits. What a heck of a, a couple of years for you. I mean, going from uh, throwing in the snow, we were just talking before we started this about the weather change to now you're just looking at palm trees while you're out on the mound out in California. Yeah, it's, it's way different. It's, it's fun to be able to gain all these new experiences. I mean, I pitched in Arizona for a season now and up in the Northwest for a season through Washington, Oregon, even into Canada. And now I'm going all through California. I was actually born out in Sacramento, so playing in Stockton, we were pretty close. It, it was pretty neat. And last night, I mean, not a bad performance. You go six innings, strike out six, two hits, one run, the four walks, you get a no decision in that game. I mean, how how are you progressing throughout the course of the year right now? Um, you know, continuing to work with the coaches here, you know, I moved up a level, so the hitters are better, and having to adjust to that, I mean, making sure your your fastballs, you can't just come into the zone to start the bat guys are going to hit that. You have to, your oh, get me over fastball, still pretty close to the corner, continuing to be sharper on everything. Pretty much, you just have to fight every inclination of how I try to pitch to guys on MLB The Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, you know, I got guys that throw 100, I'll just throw every pitch past them. Right. And they, like, you watch guys like the Grum and they make it look so simple, but you really have to just lock in on every pitch and there's a, you have to have a conviction for every pitch. You can't just throw a pitch. Well, I didn't think about it until the other day. Whatever the deal is, the Padres organization has a pretty hard uh, love for Northwest Ohio because Corey Lupke pitched there and then you've got Craig now is uh, part of the Major League team and then yourself. Uh, that's a, a really neat little pipeline from such a, a small area. Yeah, we just we make really good pitchers right there. Um, but no, uh, I talked to Craig. We're looking to train together this offseason. He's a really good guy. Um, yeah, it would be great to learn from him. He's got ten years of big league time, so can't imagine all the stuff he, I can learn from him. I was going to ask you how often that you got to talk to him enough where any time that Versailles and Fort play, you can maybe you know make five or ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, this year, like I was saying, we're hoping to partner with him and, and train together, which would be awesome. Um, he's a really good guy. He's, he's answered any question I have. He's given me his number. He said, feel free to reach out whenever you need. You know, everyone I've talked to in the Padres, absolutely love the guy. So, yeah, he's been great. Since 2018, almost uh, three years to the day, a couple of days from now, when you got drafted, I mean, your world has obviously dramatically changed. You talked about the places that you've been and the places you've played, but the world has sort of changed since that point, too, through your first couple of years. And then you obviously have 2020. We all know it is what it is. I mean, were you able to get home during that time off and kind of see your parents and just kind of try to readjust yourself? Yeah, I, I, I actually stayed at home. Um, you know, I came out of spring training and we got sent home, like, 10 days later. So I drove out there and then like a week later I had to drive all the way back. Um, so I, I lived at home for that year and I was able to train down in Dayton every day. Um, but yeah, it was great to be able to be home and I was, I was a lot better off living where we live with the, the access to stuff. Um, than a lot of my teammates were, they were, you know, just stuck. So it, it was, it was a blessing to be able to get back home. 
Well, and especially coming from Washington, sort of at the end of the year with Tri-City and coming back to Fort Recovery of, I would imagine if you explain that to some of your teammates from California, Florida, Texas, wherever of, uh, here's Pasco, Washington, here's Fort Recovery, Ohio, and then to explain to them you're just barely in Ohio and all that, they had to have just kind of looked at you of, wait, what? Yeah, and the craziest part was we had host families out there, and my host mom actually graduated from Marion Local. No way. What's the chances of Yeah, what's the chances of that? Of course she did, and then she probably said, you know, I really didn't like that when you were beating Marion Local when you were in high school. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I was not expecting to meet someone else in the area, but of course then, then she knows everything. Like, you don't have to explain how, how small it is and <laughs> Did she know right away, or was that just kind of something that came up in conversation of you said something from home, and she was like, yeah, but? Uh, she saw, So the host family, she saw the roster, so she picked me to, to live at her place, and she saw where I was from. It's probably she was she was with the family there, and they were tired of hearing her Maria Stein stories, so she thought, well, now I can actually talk to someone about it. <laughs> right, right. They're like, that doesn't sound like a real yeah. place. Yeah, she, she was awesome. She was great for us. She, uh, she really helped us out. Um, but yeah, what's the chances of meeting someone else from a small town out, out in Pasco, Washington? I mean, that's, that's so crazy because uh, every once in a while, things like that happen to me where we went, uh, my wife and I, and took the tour in the Nationals ballpark in D.C. And the tour guide was the sports director at the Lima News for 30 years. <laughs> right, that's, it's, it's fun when that happens, but it doesn't happen much. Right, but every once in a while you get one that is just so far removed where you think, oh, there's no way mm-hmm. I can meet anybody from the area here. Right, but it happens. I met a, la- a lady who was a cashier in Las Vegas one time. She was from Defiance. Yeah. That's a little bit farther for me, but still, they, they they know it. It's a little bit odd how that happens. So, with pitching last night, are you on a four or a five day? Will you pitch Sunday or will you wait till Tuesday? So, we are on a five day, but with the day off every Monday, it's most of the time you pitch every six day. Is that easier or harder for you kind of to get into that groove and then try to have almost a week off between starts? So in, below Double A in the Padres system, you throw every sixth day, so that's it's pretty normal. The only thing is you got a random off day. They're not random, but start there's a different off day. So the day before I throw this next outing, I'll have an off day. So I have to find somewhere um, to throw because I don't like taking a day off and then going and pitching in a game. I'm always fascinated the the talk about pitch counts with pitchers. Now, in Ohio, last couple of years, they've changed it to where you can't throw more than 125 pitches unless you're engaged with the batter when you throw the 125. With kind of the wear and tear on pitchers and with arms, I mean, do you look at that as, do they have a number for you, or is that an arbitrary thing as a pitcher? Because let's say it's 100, you're still throwing all the warm-up and side pitches. You're still throwing 100 extra pitches. Yeah, you you throw a lot more pitches than making a lot more throws. Your arm doesn't realize it's a game throw or not. It's still high intensity. Uh, so when you throw 100 pitches, you probably made 250 to 300 throws that day. That's a lot. Um, our pitch count's 80. Um, you don't really get to go more than that until the higher levels of 
minor league ball. But I know in high school, my first outing of the year, I was there like 35 to 40 and then work out from there. I wouldn't start coming in at 100. I think that's a lot. Well, I was thinking the last time that I saw you pitch in Hamler, you threw well over 100 pitches. So, I mean, by that point, I think you were pretty locked in. Right. That was towards the end of the season. Um, you can extend guys more, but I'd still be careful. Um, you know, 125 pitches, you don't see much, many big leaguers go that, that much. Well, you hope not anyways. Right. Well, Bieber right. did, doing Bieber did it one year, or, uh, a year or two ago, and everybody freaked out. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of the old school thoughts that were being too soft with it, but uh, with, with the injuries, you want to keep guys on the mound. You want to be able to run them out there their next outing. Well, somewhere Nolan Ryan is laughing at you because he supposedly threw right. 200 pitches <laughs> and is no hitter. Whether that's Yeah, true he probably not. is, but he also threw to he was 47, so right, right. He, he's got just a different arm. Uh, he's pro- he'll he'll fight you. You just find him in an alley. He'll, pro- you know, he'll take you on. He doesn't care. Right. No, it's cool though because yeah. I mean you're able to see obviously so much of the country and a lot of the talk right now with the Padres of their youth movement and how that's worked at the major league level. I mean they must be doing something all the way down through their minor leagues. I would think that it just whether it's how they're approaching pitchers or hitters or how they're just developing young talent. I mean, you've got to be over the moon to be thinking about being in that pipeline and possibly playing in that big stadium. Yeah, the, the scouting department with the Padres is incredible. They've brought in so much talent. We've got talented teams, talented players all throughout the minor leagues. I mean, you've got some of the most athletic guys on this team that I've ever seen, even played with. So it's fun. It's fun to be around this group. How much did you struggle with immediately when you got drafted a uh, 15th round of uh, what's right for me? I mean, do I start the pro career or do I stay closer to home, go to college, try to get that and maybe kind of re-enter next year and see what happens? Um, yeah, it, it was definitely a conversation that I had with my family. Um, at the end of the day, it came down that I grew up always wanting to pitch in the big league. I didn't grow up saying, you know, I want to play in college. So, College would have been an amazing opportunity, but I looked at it like I might never get never get this chance again. So if I go now, there's not going to be any regret. I'm going to give it everything I got. Well, I kind of laughed at at one point. You and Owen Recker from Collider were on track to be teammates at Kent State. You end up going and getting drafted. He ends up at Bowling Green, and just kind of the oddity of well, that's that's the game of baseball. That's kind of the business of baseball, and uh, they uh, I'm sure that. The way things have kind of gone, they would have loved to have had both of you in the same uniform. Yeah, I heard he was doing some awesome things his freshman year at uh, Bowling Green. I haven't, I haven't been able to follow up on it as much. Um, I know that kind of with the the way things go right now, you're in the uh, low A West. Is that right? Correct. There are a lot of folks, and I'm sure you already know this and probably get texts and tweets about this that are hoping and when you get to the point where they get to come watch you pitch in Fort Wayne, which has been such a big thing for the Padres over the years of not only attendance, but with being able to see great talent. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome to be able to pitch that close to home. Um, That and Dayton are like the closest ballparks. You you always think about how cool it would be. Um, 
I've got a, bu- a couple friends uh, on the team from Stockton right now, so they're able to do that. And hopefully here soon, uh, just keep pitching well here, and I can I can make that happen. Well, I'm sure that the first thing that will happen when you get that call up is you'll have to go talk to the ticketing guy and the traveling agent and try to figure out how many tickets am I actually available to get? <laughs> because everybody be in the asking. entire town will probably try to come to that game. I'll be asking all my teammates to have their tickets for that game, <laughs> writing people down. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It's fine. You don't know anybody. Just let me do this one time. <laughs> right. But it is, it's such a cool journey, and I've loved, I, I followed it kind of from afar to kind of see how you're doing in uh, Lake Ellisnorn right now in California. I, I joked about it, but, I mean, I, I saw pictures of that park. That's a beautiful park with all the palm trees in the background, and there has to be a moment, right, where you walk out of the mound, whether it's warm-ups or between innings or right before you dig in, to just kind of look around and say, you know, I've obviously worked my tail off, but this is pretty cool. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's a saying that you just don't look up when you go out there, or else you're going to get that feeling. You got to stay locked in. But it, no, it's an awesome stadium. It's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Where have you gone the, the, in your uh, journey so far that you're just absolutely you were enamored with by the time you got done? And I guess clocked out of work, so to speak. Of this is probably the greatest place that I've been. Uh, that's, that's probably Petco Park. Um, pre-draft workout well, there. Oh, that's an easy answer. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as my league stadium, I mean, it's, there's so many like unique stadiums. Like we were in San Jose last week and they got Willie Mays painted up on the wall because he played there. Um, Vancouver last year was an old AAA stadium and they had so many guys that played there. There's just, there's every ballpark has something different and unique about it. What is it about going on the road this year for you guys? You've had a tremendous start on the road of just being able to put things together. Is it the focus, or you've just been able that everything seems to go right when you go on the road? Um, I don't, it's been a small sample size so far. I mean, I definitely think we'll be good at home. Um, we started off the year really well. We're kind of struggling right now. I think we're on a six-game skin, but uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, I don't think there's any difference road to home. Uh, Keep competing. When you get home next week, you get that six-game set against Rancho Cucamonga. I mean, it's a, a very different world in how the games are being scheduled this year. You pitch once in that set, but is it easier or does it matter that it's the same team for an entire week? It's different. Um, normally, it's a three- to four-game series. Now, you're, now I'll be pitching Tuesday and Sunday against them, so I'll see them twice. Is it easier? I don't know. Uh, is it easier or harder? It, it kind of it all depends. Each game's different, but it's just different seeing a team for that long. I just like that your Sunday start will take place on something called Swag Sunday. <laughs> Swag Sunday? I haven't, I haven't seen that That's one what yet. It says on the schedule. Traditional Tuesday and Swag Sunday are your starts next week. <laughs> I'm going to figure something out for that because the guys say I'm not the one for that. Apparently, yeah, apparently you're not getting swag. <laughs> apparently not. When uh, you talked about Petco Park, do you guys still this year, or do you know, traditionally they play one game at Petco Park every year towards the end of the year. Are you guys doing that this year? Uh, Lake Elsinore? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I would assume not. 
Triple uh, A and the big leagues have their own bubble for COVID. Oh, so I'm yeah, assuming they're going to keep them separate. Yeah. I didn't even think. Sorry, I just ruined your day. I didn't even think about the bubble. <laughs> no, thought, yeah. So I don't think there's um, going to be many rehab guys that are normally coming to Lakey either. I think they'll go to Triple A. But no, I don't think we'll be going to Peco Park. Well, I, I guess in a normal non-COVID year, I I didn't even think that one through. Um, when uh, when you walk out on the the field now with the difference of how things have been, kind of the last year and a half, how great is it to look out and see just people everywhere? I mean, your ballpark seats almost eight thousand people. I have to imagine that you said you haven't seen a cloud in a long time, which you know. That's that's something. Um, to be able to see all those people who who have just been fiending for baseball. Oh, it's awesome to have people back in the stands, being able to play, play again. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Be getting out in front of like the the kids, the local elementary students that that love the game. It's just been a blast. Folks back here, everybody's rooting for you, hoping that you do well. Uh, what do you want to tell them? No, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, you know, I'm going to keep working hard, keep going, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this year. Uh, people want to keep up with you. Is there a way they can do that, social media? Uh, I don't use social media during the season. I try to stay locked in. Um, but if you follow the storm, they'll, they'll update every night on our scores and when, when I'm throwing. I appreciate you. I, I wish you the best of luck, and I, I've always enjoyed – watching you pitch and the clips that I've gotten to see this year, I, I expect to see even more and even bigger things from you this year and in your career. Awesome. Awesome, Michael. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. That's Nick Twaits talking about baseball here on Around the Hearn. Did you know the Hegemeyer Tire Service on 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert is under new ownership? Be sure to stop in and see new owners Kevin Price and Jared Hartman today. For all of your vehicle service needs, or give them a call at 419-238-2140 to schedule your next appointment. If you need tires, then you need Hegemeyer Tire Service at 120 South Walnut Street in Van Wert. Hegemeyer Tire Service is a proud sponsor of Lincoln View Baseball and says, Go Lancers. I cannot say enough good things about those folks and about Kevin Price in particular. Got to uh, kind of get to know him the last couple of years with covering Lincoln View Baseball and uh, head coach Eric Fishpaw and talking to those guys. But a big thank you to the Middle Point and the Lincoln View community as well for being a part of the uh, broadcast that we have over on WZOQ Radio because we really, I know it's a cliche, but we can't do this without great sponsors, and they have been so gracious to uh, help us out during the uh, course of this Lincoln View run. And I, I know that... You can't cover everybody, but we've tried to, in the last handful of years, branch out and get as many communities and stuff as we can. And I've tried to get it with K94 as well, of maybe branching out a little bit more. And that's the Botkins and the Rushis and the Fort Lormies of the world. And it just, the kids deserve it. I, that's For me, that's really all it comes down to. I want to do games, and the kids deserve it, but we can't do it without great sponsors like Hagemeyer Tire Service. I implore you to uh, check them out and tell Kevin you... Uh, are thankful for all that he helps do for the uh, program and for the Lincoln View boys and just uh, for being a part of this show in a small way as well. That's what I've got for this week. Next week we're going to talk about state track and about the results, talk about the uh, softball finals and about the preview for the teams heading into 
the state tournament for baseball. That's my little corner of the world for this week. I hope you have a great night and an even better tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.